0: Good evening, and welcome to the episode of Under the Helmet. Whew, there are big things happening in the APDFL. we got about two weeks, a little less than two weeks, until the Commissioner's kickoff classic. There's a lot going on. Let me bring in our guest. He is Mississippi Dynasty wide receiver Corey Tucker. Corey, what's going on?
1: Hey, how you doing, Terry?
0: Man, we got news. Are you ready for this? Oh, yes, I'm more than ready. So... <laughs> Every now and then, I check on the uh, rosters for the league and see, you know, see if there's any uh, any uh, player movement. Um, uh, Jared Lewis from the uh, Cobras is now on uh, is now on the Alabama Blackhawks, the running back. Wait, Ooh, little bear? Yeah.
1: As he referred to himself? Yes. Ooh. I could have saw that coming though.
0: Yes. It is. He, it's he uh,
1: a. That's breaking news for real. He spent a lot of time in Alabama, though. Like, if you just see how he posts certain stuff, what's a good field in Birmingham? Who's trying to get work in Birmingham? So I could have saw that, but I wouldn't have thought he would have left the court that they have in Georgia.
0: I mean, ooh, ooh. that's I that's love the it. latest, latest. That's the latest, latest. That's a, uh, that's a big news. That's a, a move right there. That's a move that I wasn't sure that I would ever see because they were, they were close. They competed well in the championship last year.
1: That's true. That's like a KD. <laughs> that's a big move like Katie when he went to Warriors. But I, said, I guess the terms are flipped. Because uh, Jared was a big piece of the Cobras'
0: offense. Yes, he was, and now he's a Alabama Blackhawk, which is, to me, that's wild. Like, I'm surprised because I didn't think that he would be a, uh, a Blackhawk. That's I thought he was like gonna be a, a Cobra for the longest time. How did I, you did,
1: just, I, I thought he was going to be one of them Cobras because they had a real close knit group like when we spent time with them at the championship weekend as far as just how they in, interacted with each other they was like it seemed like a little family type atmosphere though for him to just leave like that well, that's going to be something to follow throughout the uh, through the year
0: this now changes the balance of power in the eastern division or Eastern Conference, I should say, this changes the balance of power completely. Yes, the Blackhawks was already
1: had a good running back core. so he It was a great pickup for the Blackhawks. And how they messed, or how well he fit with the other two running backs that they had, that was well, they were good running backs. So it's going to be interesting to follow because his cares are going to go down, theirs will go down, so it'll be Interesting to see how they plug him in.
0: And but how they, they can, can also—he's also like a very, uh, a very good kick returner And if his his carries go down, that that means he'll be uh, fresher as the game goes long. And now he gives Kyle Caldwell yet another back because with the loss of well potential of Adonis McCaskey, and like I said, we always want to make sure that Adonis and his family know that you know they're in our thoughts as he gets over, you know, as he deals with his eye condition. That gives them that gives the Blackhawks another running back with like Ty Dunklin. It's it's a good and I know they had another guy. I can't his name escapes me right now, but this is interesting paper, to me. On paper
1: with that mm-hmm. move on paper with them picking up Kyle and him, it put Blackhawks in championship conversation. But you still gotta come through us. <laughs> it puts him no, in conversation. It puts him in championship conversation. Kyle is it's hard to scheme for Kyle. Kyle is a hell of a quarterback and you're getting him weapons. Blackhawks is definitely the team to look out for as far as the sleep. I Not mean, necessarily
0: sleeper, but I think I this them. puts him in I think this this puts a lot of uh, pressure on the Blackhawks.
1: Right, yeah. Now they have to live up to it. They got a lot of firepower offensively,
0: and now I mean, it's, huh, it's, ooh, damn, it's just one of those things. I like, I like saw it, and I had to, I had to, get, I had to get confirmation from the source. I'm like, oh, that's a, that's kind of a move right there. Now, we'll jump back to this topic, but I want to get your Like, what we'll do until Matt calls, you and I will go back and forth with guys we think we expect a lot of this year. So you hit one, I hit one, and then we'll go back and forth until then. Who you got first?
1: Uh, Actually, since he's the topic right now, I actually had him as one of my guys that I see that could have took his team and possibly winning it, which was uh, Lewis from the Coblesville. He's a Blackhawk now. He was actually my mm-hmm. first running back on the list. He had a great year. They got great receipts. Well, they had great. Well, they got great receives at the Cobras. So I was really looking forward to seeing how well the quarterback progressed in the offseason. season. How did they pick up any linemen to help? Because he called himself Little Bear Sanders. So with that name, it says your line can't block. Cause everybody knew Bear was running for his life. So. <laughs> I was interested to see how they was going to add big boys up front, but him moving to the blackouts, he's still at the top of my list, though, as far as a guy that can get a team over the hump.
0: Now, I was looking for a running back, and I was like, whew, it, it was hard, but, uh, and I looked and I looked and I looked. I'm like, I didn't really see a back that, uh, that, I was I was gonna pick Jay Hicks, but according to your depth chart, he's now going to be a linebacker and probably a starting one, right? Hicks is, so like, is
1: one of them APAs.
0: <laughs> yes, I mean it's oh like, but if I but if I had to put if I had to pick a player regardless of position. Jaron Mallory is a guy that I'm looking towards. Here's why. He increased his touchdowns, yards per catch, um, total yards all last season. From what uh, Jeremy Judge, who is someone I trust, says that uh, Jaron has been in the weight room, he's been working out, this is a year that he needs to make that big step.
1: Right. And I can vouch for And I piggyback off Jeremy Judge. I can vouch for Jerry. I think he kind of took it a little bit more serious this off season, And you can tell by his work ethic, like him getting into the gym, playbook, extra work, running routes. I'm going to a lot out of Jerry as well, just as uh, Judd said, and just as well as you. I'm ready for the 16 to go live.
0: Now, uh, who you got now on, on your list that's regardless of position?
1: Uh me... I'll switch it to the line. Okay. Blackhawks. Justin Robinson. He had really? fifty two tackles last yes, he had 52 tackles last year with nineteen tackles for loss. And he finished third as far as tackles. That nineteen tackle loss stands out. I think Blackhawks got one of the nicest fronts. I remember when we played them the first time, it took us a little minute to get in our groove. And they D-line was like keeping them in the game. So I expect Justin to come back and to have a better season. And again, I'm looking for him to help Blackhawks get over that hump. So 19 tackles for loss on the season.
0: Oh, considering. Now, it's funny that you mentioned him because I mentioned his new slash old teammate in Patrick Campbell. Pat had a tough uh, 2019 with the Airmen. It just it wasn't his system. Things just didn't click for him. Now, with the Blackhawks, Pat is a talented rusher, one of the the 10 best in this league. I think he let people get in his head a little bit as far as he had, like, not a down year, but it was, it wasn't what you kind of expect. Once he blocks that out, he's going to be a problem for the Blackhawks. He's going to make teams pay. Who you got? Uh...
1: Another D-lineman, I'm going to put, not bias in this fact, but Tedrick Terrell. He's Ooh. from Mississippi Dynasty, lasted with his first year. And the reason why I say Tedrick Terrell, don't nobody know about Ted in the league. Ted, I think, finished third in Jackson State's fat record behind Donovan Robinson and LeBeau, Joseph LeBeau. Then it was Tedrick Terrell. Ted is one of those. He can put his hand down to come off the edge with speed. He can go to linebacker, inside outside. He go sideline to sideline. If I can compare Ted to anybody, that's a well known name. He would be kind of like my C.J. Mosley when he was at Alabama. Okay. But he could actually get. But he could actually walk up and be an end. Ted has speed with dynasty again with uh with dynasty D line. You have to count for Lewis Ellis, uh, Dustin. You have, uh, ah, he's going to kill me because I can't think of his name, Roy. You got Roy on the end. I about to say Roy. It's just just too much. It's too much people you got to count for. And because nobody knows Ted, it's going to fall on Ted. Ted's going to get all them young. Who is number five? Who is number five? Who is number five? Why is his stats on him? He's on all the plays. You can't account for all them boys on the line So i say Ted. That's why I say him with a good clear mind that he, he's going to be an impact player this year going forward. He's already impacted it last year, but I think he'll get a bigger role.
0: You are listening to Under the Helmet. I'm your host, Terrence Biggs. We have Matt Kelly and Corey Tucker. Matt, did you hear the news before you came on?
2: No, I didn't. I, I
0: didn't. The what, what, Alabama Blackhawks have a new running back, J Rock Lewis. Oh, wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, what, what,
2: what, what, what made that jump?
0: I'm thinking that because, you know, it's, you know, it's, I don't know. it, it from what I'm able to ascertain, it's a personal decision. He you know, he saw a little bit more of a, a ready championship team, offensively and defensively. He saw there was a, a vacancy, and like we mentioned earlier, our guy, Adas McCassie, we wish him all the best, and hopefully that if he finds his way back on the field, he's able to continue his career. There's a vacancy while his status is up in the air. Uh, that's, that's major for them, but
2: I, I wish him all the best. That's that's crazy. Uh <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. That's that's crazy. That's uh that's one of them uh, the trade deadline must be coming up. <laughs> it's a
0: it's a big deal. It's a it's one of those deals you're like you're stunned. Wow. But who do you have on your list as guys need to step up? Matt. All right. Well, mine. You give me uh, one. Sorry, go ahead.
2: Mine's a little bit different because I know we were calling it the all-expectation team. Some of it is stepping up. Some of it is turning the corner. So everybody is not so much about stepping up. Some of people are like, I know you can produce, but I want to see you really turn – Turn that corner and take over a game. I got a couple that, that need to step up and they're going to have to back up some talking that they do. But,
0: uh, we get started. Yeah, uh, I had, uh, uh, Jeremy Mallory and, uh, okay, Pat so Campbell. we, we overlap. Okay, that was your first two. Uh, and, uh, Corey had, uh, I had Justin
1: Robinson, okay, and J Rock Lewis. Okay, so uh,
2: me and Terry overlapped a little bit with uh, Darren Mallory over at the Dynasty. Uh, And the only reason I I got expectation from him, I know Corey, you got a little difficulty with some stuff, so you might miss a few games. Can he can he be that other threat uh, out there receiving? You know and Anthony's there, Anthony's going to do him. He's going to get his, and I know y'all kind of loaded. But I would like to see Jaron be that one that, uh, you know, some Corey ain't there. It's like, oh, well, we're going to double-team Anthony. And he just takes over one side of the field or the slot or wherever he may be. Um, I saw him a couple times on on film, and and he looked real good. So I'm interested in seeing him take the next step. Um. Now my second person, because y'all kind of messed me up with the with, with that breaking news, was <laughs> actually had to do with the blackout. It was Ty. It was Ty Duckling. If y'all remember last year, Ty was an unsung hero in the backfield for them. Yeah. Um. You know, he was a strong runner. He was a little bit undersized, so he was downhill. So now the thing is. You add a you add a running back of J-Rock caliber, who's gonna be the man? Who, who's gonna be the one to say, hey, I'm gonna take the down back. But also, will it be a good competition where it's like, hey, you go out there and rush for ten, I'm gonna rush for ten too. And we're gonna be a two headed monster. But I was I was, that was my was my first peak from the black to really turn to turn it up a notch from last year. And um uh, I know playing against him, he was he was a very strong runner. And he did a lot of good things. And uh, he was able to get those tough yards for them last year. And with this year, uh, with the addition of Kyle, I'm very interested to see how he uh, how he looks. Because a lot of teams are going to get caught up in the hype with Kyle, and he might fly up under the radar.
0: Now, yeah. Corey, uh, who – who do you have on your list now? Uh,
1: I actually had Ty
0: as well for the same
1: reasons that Matt had him. Actually, he was actually my second running back that I had. He gave us a a bit of an issue our first game against him. He, like you said, he's a real downhill runner. He runs the ball hard, and like Matt said, he was unsung. Like it was just you, it wasn't going into the game plan that we was like, okay, we got to key in on Ty like that. And he kind of made a name for itself, So I was anxious to see how he, like Matthew said, turned the corner. Because I had expectations on him doing good with them getting Kyle, and now I'm So now I have the same concerns that Matt had. Who's going to step up now? Is it going to be a good competition, or is it going to be
0: canceled? That, that's a hard one, because it's, it's, like, it's one of those things that it could help now. It could definitely make them interesting. A guy I want to talk about is Melvin Davis of the Louisiana Lightning. About five years ago, Melvin brought the Kings to the National Championship game. And if not for one of the worst officiating calls you'll ever see in life, the Kings would have that title. Mel went to Germany, blew out his knee, and has had that long road back stylistically. For somebody his size, he is one of the toughest players in the league. I have not seen a quarterback that size take that abuse and get up. Lewis hit him so hard. I just didn't know that if he was going to live. Like, his body just kind of, it bent the wrong way, like a question mark. But he got up, and he kept getting up. He is mentally tough and physically tough. Now with the Lightning, they've signed a couple of his former Kings teammates on the Lightning, as far as Corey Kennedy, who is one of the best athletes in the league, can play any position on the field, basically. Uh, Kenneth Dabney is an outside receiving threat. Uh, Larry Johnson like a a leaper at receiver, so you combine them with uh, Marcus Campbell and you have the makings of a four or five deep type of receiving core. Uh, Marty Robertson also he brings a veteran presence to that receiving core. Mel has all the gifts in the world, and with him it just it was more of a matter of 2019 was a redshirt year, and it was more of just trying to get his his sea legs back so to speak, and now that he's a Another year, older, healthier, and stronger, he can be back. But I think that that lightning offense is going to be fun to watch. They have talent up and down the roster. They even have offensive linemen now, which helps when you have a quarterback who can move. Matt, who you got?
2: All right. Uh, my, my third guy. Is a little bit uh, different, but I'm going to go old school. I don't know how, how long y'all been in the league, but there's somebody who showed back up on the roster, and I'm going to go and call him out. Chiari Hill with Christian City Kings. Yes. Uh, you know, he played with the Generals.
0: Uh,
2: yep. Chiari is, is known to be one of the big talkers in the league, and he took a year off, I know, due to injury or whatnot. But now he's back. He's over with crazy. City, who's uh, kind of loaded up. Are you gonna try to establish yourself as the dominant corner? Are you gonna establish yourself as a dominant DB or all around as, as all around athlete? What are you gonna What what are you gonna do? Because a lot of guys are gonna be gunning for you, coming out there because they know all the talking you've done in the past. So what What are you gonna do to show us that uh, the talking? Has to be backed up. So, uh, you know, he that was a very interesting one that that I thought was was back, and uh, I'm interested to see what he's gonna do coming off the of injury. You know, he claimed he claimed to be one of the fastest and one of the best. So, here's the opportunity right here uh, to show that uh, you're not just all talk and you got a solid. Some solid guys around you. A lot of guys who don't really know Kiara is going to go right after him. So, he, uh, he's going to have to back up a lot of his talking.
0: <laughs> Corey, who you got?
1: Uh, I got Jaron Walters from the Kings from last year.
0: Okay. Um, uh,
1: He had a nice, solid year. Like, the Kings were good. Uh, I think I ended up watching some of him play uh I think in the commissioners kickoff, if I'm not mistaken, it could be. Mm-hmm. But he had a nice showing and he sh- he showed me that he can throw the ball. Again, it was so I looked at him as far as like helping the Kings get over. They need there was like a few receivers short, but he has that ability to throw the ball. And if a good a good quarterback can make a bad receiver look a little bit better. And so it was just, I wanted to see how he was going to fare this year. Again, like you said, they added more pieces up front. And then apparently with Mail coming back, it's going to be a nice little competition down in Louisiana. It, you have to see who runs the Louisiana area.
0: see. <laughs> I'm looking at, speaking of our quarterbacks, uh, Charles Drinker from the Columbus Storm. Here's why. For all of the talk, for all of the whatever news that, whatever press releases or breaking news that the organization wants to put out, it's time to put that helmet on, get across that field, and line it up. There's been so much talk and Not Enough Play. I, as a podcast host, as a writer, I love the talk because I can write about it all day long but it's tiring I'm tired now it's like when you go to a bar and you've had your lash out of a tequila you're good you're done, you, you don't want to be more you just wanna go and kick back somewhere I wanna go and kick back and watch Charles do his thing on the field because everything else depending on who you talk to he's either this or he's this once that ball is snapped there's no social media posts it's him against the East Alabama Predators it's the storm against the Predators one on one that is what I want the time for talking is just about over it's time to lace it up and get it on and I'm looking to see what Charles will bring to the table Matt who you got? Um,
2: my nature and I got we're gonna stay right there with the storm Uh, I got like you two could they the same team or you want me to just give you one? You give me two. Okay. Well I got two right here. Uh Tater Smith and Marquis Hawkins. And here's why. Cater, um, is a you know, he plays running back, he played for the airmen. He's played for uh I think he played at Selma. And um now he's out here with the storm. You gotta back up a lot of talking. Uh, there's a there's a Facebook video from uh, last season where Mr. Smith said that he was gonna run for 250 yards on a certain team, and he didn't make it out the second quarter. Then there was another post in the in the group talking with Smith again. Said that he ran for uh, over 70 yards from another 13 and he must have amnesia because that was definitely uh, Vincent Titus but now he's the feature back and Taylor when he walks through Taylor is a is a man-child when he, when he really can get going and uh, Here's his chance. He's a feature back here at Columbus, with Columbus Storm. Show everybody. Put all put all doubts to rest for everybody. And with Marquis e. Hawkins, Marquis is expected to come in. Uh, I remember watching him when he was in high school and stuff like that, and he could take the top off the of defense. He's expected to come in and be one of the top receivers in the league. Does he live up to the hype that the, the Storm has created for him? Um. Uh, I don't think – I know Corrie can tell you, Terry You tell you this is a tough league when you when you got a lot of hype and you don't live up to it because everybody knows. So does, does he back up the talking that his team has done for him? Although he hasn't said too much in the group or anything like that. But does he back up the talking that his team has done for him and, and show why he should be, one of, be feared as one of the uh, most dangerous receivers in the
1: league?
0: Corey, who you got?
1: Uh, Denarius Antonio, and Tony, no, I don't even know how to say last name. Antoine. Yeah. Savages. Yes. 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 I don't. This is probably the first time in my career I'm just like he, offensive MVP, defensive MVP, high That's him. I watched him play when he played against us. It's nothing that that man cannot do. And I'm just interested to see how he's gotten better and what's his next step. I don't think the team he's on, I don't think because it they seems like a startup or just they're trying to find chemistry and get players to play. So, but just as him, as all his accolades, I mean, he's by far one of the top players in the league. Probably one of the top players that I've seen in play personally as far as like with my own two eyes like he's he's something to watch and uh it's just one play was funny because I always like to I guess play bully ball like Jeremy called it <laughs> so he had to angle him in the sideline and I looked at him like okay we're to see what he's about and so I was stiff on him in the corner and I came out and i was trying to stiff on him and he hit me and it wasn't like, he didn't slow his feet down. He meant business. And that was the first time in the league that anybody was like, this hit me to the point where I was like, okay, this feels like college football to me. I'm, I'm in the game now. So I'm really excited to see what he does moving forward. Like, that's probably, I'm probably a fan of his. So I just really want to see what he got. Like, nothing he can't do. Watching him is just like watching AJ play for us. When they go on the field, you got to know where they are. But you, you, you don't want to miss nothing.
0: If you're just joining us, we are talking about the APDFL All Expectation Team. This is Under the Helmet, Terrence Biggs, This is Matt Kelly and Corey Tucker. I want to talk about Kawaki Ward, defensive back, Summer City Vikings. Now, Chuck who is listening. I know Chuck's listening. Um, They like to say uh, they're being slept on in the secret. When you have a defensive back who's like 6'2", 6'3", with ball skills and can pluck the ball out of the air, it's not really a secret. I think that Ward another year in that backfield, in the the defensive backfield, is going to be a problem. And he improved his tackling, and from what I've seen in the limited clips in preseason, he looks different. He his approach may seem different, and as a safety, you know, as a safety, how are you going to be able to throw over six-three corner? I mean, a six-three safety. That's you know, and he has range, and he has the length to be able to sit there and occupy the slot receiver if he had to. This is a guy that. I'm expecting a monster season. With the P-Town folding, that means there's going to be a lot of players headed to Selma. If my uh, knowledge of Alabama geography, I don't think that that's too far away between Selma and Parrish. But they're going to benefit from the influx of talent, and that will help somebody like Kawhi Ward step forward. Matt, who you got.
2: My next person that I got is uh go a little bit different here. I'm gonna go with Joseph Weathersby with Chris City Kings.
0: I was gonna go with him too. And
2: because uh, 'cause y'all already so said, was I. Uh, the, yeah, I already y'all already said the and I of course I, everything Corey said about the narrative I totally agree with. Uh every time I Looked and saw something. It was like he was making a highlight play. Um, but with Dosa Weatherby, can you duplicate what you did last year, but take it to the next level? Are you, um, you know, he was he was he made himself known relatively fast with the interceptions and stuff like that. But now it's it's time to you are sitting here you you change the team going to a new system, are you going to be able to do what you've done in the past? Are you going to be able to be still a fear DB, or are you going to regret? Um, you know, sometimes you read some of the posts, some people be like, oh, you ain't that good, or, you got lucky, da-da-da. But how many people he had last year, Terry? 12? 10 somewhere in there? Eight. I, I think he, he, had, he had more than his share. Yes. Um, but that ain't you know, that ain't luck. But can you can you go to the next level with it? And so that's what I'm interested in seeing with him. Where where are we where are we gonna be at now, where are we gonna be at next year. I am interested to see how much better he's gotten and can he uh keep producing the way he did last year.
0: Like for me and uh Joseph it's this. Like I he like he likes to compare himself to Amos as an objective viewer of hundreds of hours of tape. Amos is the best cornerback uh, in this league, hands down. Amos plays the run. Amos is not afraid to punt somebody in the mouth, metaphorically, metaphorically. Pump somebody in the mouth by hard play. And Amos is smart. He plays with, like, such a presence of mind. Joseph needs to get to where Amos is. Joseph may be faster. Amos is better. And Amos will never appear on this list because he's proven time and time again, you know, him, Steve, I don't I don't have words for them because they're they're already at that level. Joseph needs to get the fine-tuning aspect where there are times where he will peek into the backfield. The the video shows if you can see his eye level raise up, he's not looking at the receiver, he's looking at the quarterback even before the ball is snapped. This is where Corey, you can attest it as Matt, you are a receiver as well. Where smart cornerbacks will be able to eye up the a wide receiver in front of them because sloppy sloppy wide receivers will trace their route with their eyes before the ball is snapped. Am, am I right? Sure. Yes, sir. Okay, true. And if Joseph, you know, if he catches that little, you know, that little tell from the wide receiver, that makes his job so much easier. I've seen receivers at the pro level. do. I've seen receivers at the college level all the time where you're across from a DB and you're looking to his left and you know you're about to Hit that slant because you're looking to your left and you're looking at the left hard. You're not seeing if a linebacker is there. You're seeing how much space is there for you to run that route. Veteran corners, pick that up. Corey, who you got?
1: Yeah, uh, just to add my little two cents on Joseph because he was actually one of my guys as well. Yeah, yeah, like everything y'all said, but my thing was like a lot of videos they had posted. you can tell, like, he really needs to, like you said, get his eyes off the back. But even when he's doing one on one, I don't think he fully understands his leverage. And I hope he has gotten with somebody since then and just understood leverage. Because if he got inside leverage, he's going to hold inside leverage. And he's not going to give the defense, whatever, the receiver that much tension. He's just going to slide his feet. And me being a receiver, I'm going to attack that. Like, you want to, I'm going to attack your leverage if you're trying to fight hard inside. If I give you one move out, you have to take it because you're pressed so far inside. Every time I've seen Joseph on film, he's inside leverage. All the videos he posts, he's inside leverage. He's inside leverage. So, I don't think he understands leverage as far as, like, splitting the receiver. He's all the way inside. And so, it's just little tail like that that I said that. But uh, moving to my next guy, uh, just to get him off the list, Anthony Williams. He dynasty. <laughs> I'm looking for him to lead the league in all purpose, yards, as well as possibly be in the top three conversation as far as top three receivers. He, in my eyes, he's ATH. Uh, he played DB at all of left. He played receiver, and he played uh, DB for Dynasty, I think, two years ago. He understands field spacing. He's savvy. He's shifty. He's a, a highlight real waiting to happen. And, like, uh will be traveling back and forth. Uh, I'm still expecting A.J. to get all his touches and then some, as well as yeah It's just going to be hard to account for him as well as everybody else that's on the balance offense. So I look at A.J. to have a big year to possibly finish top five in receiving yards and finish number one all-purpose. That's So my expectation for him is to basically live up to it because I know he works, and I don't see nobody stopping him one-on-one or even double coverage because he can't. <laughs> Cover the man. He's, he's one of those and there's almost nothing that he can't do. So I'm anxious to see what he do this year. Okay.
0: Matt, Matt what you got?
2: Uh, my next one is Carl Davis with him going over to the Kings. And his, uh, mm-hmm. Carl, you getting everything you can ask for right now. So what do you do next? How do you make yourself better? What's uh, so you take the 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 one you know, you calling one hockey but do you do so you make people pay all around for you? And just where are we at? Because now it's, it's one of those things where he he won a championship this summer. Now you're going to the next part. So what do you do? Now you you're in the league where you've been in here for several several years, and you, it's time for you to win.
0: And I like like Carl. What happens is, I think that people tend to get into Carl's head, and I just I think that he needs to ignore people. <laughs> like just play your game, because people getting people tend to get in his head. Just Ignore the nonsense and focus on the task at hand. Like you have a strong arm, but you need to also check down and actually make sure that teams aren't vulturing your passes where they know it's going to go before you throw it. A guy I got is a Corey, one of your teammates, Dustin Evans. You mentioned Tedrick Terrell. You mentioned Roy Williams. The Dynasty have the two best interior lineman combo in. Ellis and Washington, they absorb interior blocking. They make their defensive ends lives so much easier. Dustin Evans said that he lost some weight, you know, kind of got in different shape. I want to see this. It's time to, like, you have an entire defense full of playmakers. Everybody in that defense makes plays. Everybody. I wanna see it. Like, you can sit like because I would cause he had posted how does he get attention? Make plays. You make plays, you gain our attention. I look, show up on film. I think he has the ability to. I really do. But they have a championship defense. How is he gonna fit in there? Like stand out. Make some plays. Like, I'm not sure what the rotation schedule is going to be like because you have so much talent, but there's going to be snaps. Make the best use of your snaps. Corey, who you got?
1: Um, so, Carl, I say Tyrone. Everybody knows who Tyrone is and what he's capable of. But at this point in Tyrone's career, Tyrone needs to bend the corner. Like, he needs to get the Gators to the championship game and win it. He has way too much talent. They have way too much talent for them to always fall short. So this isn't even necessarily of a, I guess, expectation. This is more so as, like, you need to do better. And not to say it's, it's not everything that he's. It's not much that he can do better other than win, kind of like Tebow. How everybody knows Tebow and his throwing and all of that. Uh, early in the group conversation, they compared Tyrone to, I think, Lamar Jackson and all that. All these, Tebow, he couldn't throw, found a way to lead his team. Lamar, they said he couldn't throw, find a way to lead the team to a victory. With Tyrone, he can throw and he can run. I just need him to will it. For his team in that championship game and and they're on our side. But I just if I'm be objective and not biased, he needs to come on with it. Every year he's in the top category with one of the top premier quarterbacks of the league. Now leads your team. So that's why I got uh
0: Tyrone. I have kind of an interesting one where I have somebody who I know is going to come up huge and I have somebody who I would like to see come up huge. The person I know is going to come up huge, like I said, is Jay Hicks. Jay will tell you to a man, to a man, I have been telling him, you are as good as you want to be. Now, he's a linebacker. He is as good as he wants to be. He He has a chance from all indications from people I've heard. From people I've seen, people I trust, this guy is that that deal at linebacker. Like it is said with the utmost respect, because I know, like, playing our running back may not be his natural position, but he has played it well. But linebacker, if this is his calling this year. I expect nothing but dominance. But somebody who I hope will be good, I hope I pronounce his first name right. Tyree Mims of the uh, Gulf Coast Gators. Physically dominant, like physically as a receiver, stronger, should be stronger than any corner he lines up against. Should be able to use that size effectively. Should be able to win a jump ball. Should be able to be able to manhandle smaller corners. Like I know that there's been a slight injury issue over the years from all indications he's healthy. That gives the gate is another weapon. Like I want to see, I want to see those red zone touches. I want to see like those big catches. Like he has the physical ability. Now it's time to put it together. Matt, who you got?
2: For me, my next mm-hmm. one is it's gonna be a guy that went up under the radar a little bit last year, uh, Rayshawn Hamilton. Um, he's with the Georgia Colbert now, and, uh he, um, uh, you know, last year, he had, he was everything, you can ask for, at, uh, what was that, the Tallahassee Panthers, is that what it was, is that what that was last year? I think so. Or the, or the Phoenix, something, I don't remember, Florida Phoenix. The Phoenix, the Phoenix, the Phoenix. So, but, um, now he's over with championship, uh. Team that won the conference championship last year, pretty good addition. Are you gonna Are you gonna be complacent with just being on a championship team, or are you gonna still try to be a dominant player? Uh, last year he was asked to do a lot. This year, I think he's gonna be more focused on the defensive side. But now with j Rock gone, he might be asked to go play running back. You don't know. Um, he was young. He was a young kid at that as well. I think he was 19, 20 years old. So I'm, in, I'm definitely got a lot of expectations for him because he had even scratched the surface of how good he could really be. And uh, if he, if he's humble and remains coachable and stuff like that, I see him uh, being a, a, a impact player in this league, and possibly can feel that boy left by J. Rock.
0: Corey, do you
1: got? Uh, Jonathan. Warren, uh, wide receiver from the Kings, just yes. the call, with the addition of with Carl and the quarterback and just with the added talent around him, iron sharp and iron. So with them adding uh, Weathersby and other guys joining the team, he can't get completion. Last year he finished fourth at receiver. So I'm expecting him to have put the work in in all season, gotten better, because you got a quarterback and you got an O-line that can give him time. Now, I want to see, can you go up and pull up the ball out the air, be more consistent, be a go – he was already a go-to guy, but just be more of a dominant presence on the field. Like, to, where if it's go time, you can see him sliding up, like, at the mouth, like, give me the ball. Like, so I'm looking for him to have a great year, because he was already a nice, decent receiver. So I'm look for him to even get any better.
0: I'm going to turn it towards, like, you do not like two coaches, Frederick Washington, Mike Anderson. Coach Anderson coaches the Lightning, Coach Washington coaches the City Kings, both in the exact same city. Both have had talent that have played for either team both have stacked lineups now in a city of New Orleans. One of y'all will have to come out on top. One. Which one? They both have talent on offense now. They both will have a pretty stout defense coming back. Whoever wins that game should have a leg up on the other going into the playoffs. Which one of y'all are going to make this play? Like, which which one will make the other blink? Basically, it's like a uh, if you have two Rams that are horns in, locked in, trying to push it around. These are these teams; they are in each other's way. For all the talk, for the nonsense, you have to see each other. You see each other in the same damn city, work anyway, let's see where it goes. Another one I want to talk about. This is an entire team, the whole Orlando Phantoms roster from. Costores, all y'all. You have come to this league saying what you're gonna do. That's fine. Teams do that. I wanna see it. Like, show beat somebody. Beat a good team. Beat a good team on the road. I wanna see this. If you do, I will come on the show the day after, which is a Sunday, and say, Wow, I'm impressed. You beat this team. But don't go running off at the mouth when you haven't played anybody in this league yet. Nobody's this, everybody in this league right now is zero and zero. You can put together whatever videos, whatever, that's fine. Results matter. If the Phantoms are as good as what they say, this will be a smooth transition for them, or a smoother transition for them than most teams. I want to see it. I'm going to it an open mind, and in an open notebook. Show me something, fellas. Matt, who you got?
2: The whole thing. Well, it's funny you 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 uh you went that way. Um, I got a, I got a, a couple of teams as well. I have some more players. But I got a couple of teams as well, and I I kind of want to get it out out the way for you. All right. So you already said the fans, which I had that too. But also in that same boat with them are the Crusaders. <laughs> Can they duplicate their success from other leagues and claim? themselves as one of the top teams, not only in the APDFL, but in the Southeast. And then I know I'm getting a little flat for Corey with this, but Pike County Titans, can they take down the Savages and the Dynasty to make themselves a the top team in Mississippi and stuff like that and um, prove that, you know, they're not the little brothers to, to the Mississippi Dynasty. And then uh, for Corey and them to the Dynasty, if they start out real hot, how do you how do you keep them getting complacent and not fall into a trap game, and make sure that you're there for them to get that fourth fourth as they call it? And um, <laughs> <laughs> how and how long do you uh you I know y'all breaking in a new quarterback, and I know Mike gonna have y'all ready, but if, if things do go left, how long is it before we see the Stevens back at quarterback to right the ship? Um. <laughs> The, the Blackhawks, you got everything you said you were missing before on offense. You got a, a play caller, you got uh you got some key additions all the way around. Are they ready to take the next step and finally um put their stuff in the championship game to, to take on whoever comes out the way? Uh with EAP, are are we ready to turn the corner? Are we uh, you know, the to, to take down the Cobras? and the blackhawks and uh possibly the uh have to play the family or anybody like that are uh, we ready to be the, the dominant team um on the east side and then do the christian city kings finally get over the hawk known as the mississippi dynasty with all the all their additions and all their add on with, you know
0: you, you can't have
2: any excuses anymore where, what do you what do you do? Do you get over there, or do you uh, decide to put up and shut up? And then with the lightning, are they ready to be, ready to get out of the, the king's shadow, and ready to be the, 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 the team of New Orleans? Are they ready to be the team of Louisiana, be the top dog there? So I had I had those, all those been weighing on my mind. I want to keep them out of the way.
0: Corey, who you got? Uh.
1: To keep with the trends, uh, I have high expectations for the new team, California Storm, not California Storm, the Columbus Storm, and really the Phantom's coach. Uh, Michael, like when he first joined the page or whatever, he was real talkative. So I want to see his team back it up like y'all two said. But uh, EAP as a whole, really, uh, I had a few EAP players on my list, uh, Quinn Patrick, uh, D-Line, uh, Vine, and Mike Smith. EAP has talent. So instead of just going individual, EAP has talent. So I'm really anxious to see, like Matt said, will they be able to get over the hump? Because you could, they match up well with anybody on their side. They match up well in the league. They have athletes. They have a nice little core. I really want to see, can they just put a good season together and, and really make a push and knock the Cobras off from the East and, like Matt said, just really make a push. So I had those three guys, and I just, I guess EAP as a whole. I really got expectations on them. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: If you're just joining this, we'll welcome back under the helmet. I'm your host, Terrence Biggs. This is Matt Kelly and Corey Tucker. I want to talk about one EAP guy in a general. Um, one EAP player in general, Rod Darius Hooks, number 30, outside linebacker slash edge rusher, probably one of, if not the best cover linebacker in this league. Plays, pl- plays linebacker like a safety as far as being able to show range, can blitz, can get off the edge. My only thing with hooks is this. Keep your composure. You won't do anybody good if you're out there catching penalties and catching flags. Because they will kick your ass out of this game in a heartbeat. Play under like play fast, play aggressive, that's fine. But just under control. Speaking of, my challenge and my expectation for every player, every coach, every team in this league. Last year, this league had a whole bunch of nonsense. You had a little nonsense in the New Orleans. You had everything that happened with the Jets and the, the Venom. Venom. Venom? The venom? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That type of ancillary stuff is not needed. You don't need to bring you know weapons or threaten weapons anywhere. This is football. If you can't beat somebody's ass in front of you on the field, that's that's a you problem. That's not really a league problem. Don't make the league and its players who give up time. Matt has kids. Corey has kids. A lot of players have kids, families, and jobs. They devote their, their Saturday to going and playing. Don't make it harder on them because you want to be really badass I'll hit him and fight somebody. Also, I watched a lot of film this year, like in the offseason again. I saw a little more dirty hits than I'm, I cut some, to. Like, why go low on somebody? Like, I just don't get that. Like, be careful of that nonsense. First, like, crackback blocks are legal now. Be careful of that because these players have, guys have jobs. And football, yes, it's a it could be a stepping stone, but for, for most, it's a hobby. People have jobs and things to care. Be careful with each other. Like play hard, hit somebody hard as hell, but don't try to injure anybody. Matt, who you got.
2: Um, uh, I mean, I mean, this guy, he's from EAP as well, and he kind of flew under the radar, but his name is Tay Youbear. And he plays wide out for us. Uh, Tate has been in the league about uh, three years. He's been in the league since he, uh, he left school. He's about 23, 24. Spence so can take the top off, off, the, uh, off the defense. And he just had to learn how to run routes properly and stuff like that. And he has really worked on this craft the last two years. And he really came on late last year for us. Um, early in the season, he had a few uh, drops and stuff like that, but by the by mid to late season, I mean, he was a first-down machine uh, as a possession receiver, but he was also taking the cops off, of, uh, off of the team as evident when he, um, he had two long catches against Tuskegee and the uh, Blackhawks. And once he's in open field, I mean, it's like a track meeting. It's a foot race. You better have somebody who can
1: Hauling
2: down. Um, I'm interested to see. I know how much work he puts in to be a good player, very coachable player. Always trying to like to run, Always trying to coach up some knowledge. I'm interested to see where he's at to come and play week Is he really turned the corner? Is he ready to dominate opposing DBs? Um, he's became a lot more physical. I've seen him in practice. Become more physical. But I'm ready to see him live in action and. Really become one of those top guys that can uh, that can do it all, and I'm interested in him in the return game. well. there you go. Um,
0: record, our last one's up to you. Who you got? Uh, I have James
1: Higgins with the Cobra at DB. When we played the Cobras,
2: that, that's Cobras a good
1: one. really showed. That's a good one. Cobra showed me their potential, and I have high expectations for that team going into the season. James Higgins can hold his own. He has to work on composure. If I'm not mistaken, I think that was the guy that got throughout uh, of the game. I want to say that's him. He's great. He's physical. He talkative. He's going to get in the uh, receiver head. Uh, I, my coaches would say that he got in my head, and I was, we were just going back and forth. Back and forth, back and forth. He's he's a real solid corner. He he feels he can cover. He just has to hold his composure, Like right? And then with him being over there with the receivers they have, if they've gotten together in the off season, I'm sure Downs have showed him showed him little techniques that receivers do and how to just cover certain things. So I'm really anxious to see has has they gotten together. He's cleaned up some of that stuff and as well as matured enough to hold his composure and not get thrown out. Because had he not got thrown out, who knows what what, what the game would have been because they had to take one of the, the other good corners and bring him over to my side. So it was like they took the two and brought him over, and that really just opened up even more of a game for A.J. and Jaron and Steve to have even a bigger game. It hurts the team in the long run, so I just really want to see has he matured enough to stay in. And kept the Cobra, Cobra get back to the
2: temperature
0: game. That works for me. Um, before I get out, I, I just want to say to players, you know, in general, players, there's like like 13 days left. Pay your fees. plain and simple. <laughs> pay your team fees. I mean it's who said it to say it louder to you? <laughs> you gotta say that for me to say. My thing is yeah. this: like, football is finite. Where you have people, myself, who have played, who have been so long since they played, you still get that missing. When it's over, it's over. When football is done with you, football is done with you. And football will let you know, hey, time to move on, do something else. Enjoy these spring, summer, whatever season you play playing. Enjoy these times. Pay your fees. Owners, coaches, other players have provided the financial commitment to the team. Come out your, come out your pocket with this money. Pay your fees. Matt, Corey, we will definitely see you next week. We'll definitely get this going. This has been another episode of Under the Helmet. Take care of each other and be good to yourself. Good night, fellas.